everyone. I wanted to uh, start out by praying over tithes and offerings before we get into tonight's message. And so, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, we just lift up our tithes and offerings to you. Father, I thank you that you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you can make a way where there is no way when we are in need and we want something. Father, you said you'd even give us the desires of our heart. So, Father, I thank you right now that you will bless the givers as they give in Jesus' name. They're giving in faith, believing you for a bountiful harvest. So we give you praise, honor, and glory for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory. Well, first of all, I want to start off with a testimony. And the testimony that I'm giving you tonight is just a testimony of, uh, of safety. When you're in the love of God and you uh, believe God's word and put faith in God's word and his promises to keep you safe. What happened was our seniors ministry at the church here, usually um, the norm was that we would go into rest homes uh, twice a month, two different rest homes, and do visitation there. While this, um, we haven't been able to go into the one rest home uh, this past year and a half or just over a year because of uh, COVID. So this other rest home we are able to because it's under a different classification in the government system. And so uh, we had booked an appointment to go in April and we had all plans. We try not to ever cancel those visits because the seniors uh, look so forward to us coming in and bringing the church service to them since they can't come out. But what happened was it turned out that each and every one of us that's in the seniors ministry, there's three of us that go in usually to visit in this home. And each one of us, something had come up the day before and we were just not able to go that day that we were supposed to go for the meeting. So what happened was we ended up having to cancel that meeting for the day. And so uh, it was a very weighty decision. And, and we just, um, I know I had mixed feelings because uh, it would have been nice to be able to be two places at once where you're needed. <laughs> but it turned out that we just couldn't make it that day. Well, it turned out about a week or so later that we ended up finding out that there had been an, an outbreak of COVID at that place. And uh, so anyways, looking back, we went, wow, God, <laughs> you kept us um, from entering into a danger zone, you know, without us even realizing. So it's so important to be led by the peace of God and to be led by the Holy Spirit so that uh, you make the right choices and the right decisions in life. Because even though things may be a good thing, it might not be the right thing that God wants you to do. So my message today is uh, seeking the peace of God. And I've heard through a couple of the messages already about uh, the peace of God, how important the peace of God is in these times. 
And I wanted to let you know that the cause of no peace is fear. And I wanted to bring to mind, to your mind, too, the characteristics of having no peace. Because I was just thinking about it. I thought, wow, <laughs> what are some characteristics? Well, there's sleeplessness, restlessness, fear, anxiety, stress, impatience, and intolerance, complaining, being offended, strife, anger, hatred, being judgmental and critical. There is freedom from these things and anything that brings us into bondage when we are in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Bible says in the one verse, the way of peace they have not known in the world. Um, people all around you, they just do not know what peace is because they don't have a close relationship with God. They don't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And there is peace in the fear or the reverence of God. When your peace is unsettled, we need to remember what Psalm 37 verses 1 to 11 says. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and verily you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That is important. Rest in the Lord. And then it says, fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Even though you're tempted to lose your temper, do not. <laughs> For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, you shall diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. That is what I want today. I want the abundance of peace. In Isaiah 32, verse, 30, or verse 17 that verse says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance. And then Psalm 119, 165 says, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And I had written in my Bible's margin, and I thought it was really cool, it says, doubt complains and despairs, and is sad. Faith will rejoice and be happy and be glad. And sullenness is, as, is the same as stubbornness. And I thought, that's probably a quote from Pastor Gary. 
because he usually talks so fast that all I can do is usually write in my margin <laughs> important things that he says or underline. But I just, I love the wisdom of God that's spoken here through our pastors. In Ezekiel 34, verses 25 and 26, God made a covenant of peace with Israel using David to shepherd his flock. And in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, God has made peace with us through Jesus Christ. And that was confirmed in Romans 5, verse 1 and 2. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now in Galatians 5, verse 1, 13 to 16, Paul tells us the church body to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Speaking of circumcision here, but many things in life can be bondage to us. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty, which means freedom. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but love uh, uh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now Romans 15 verse 13 says, now the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace in believing. We have to believe in order to have that godly joy and that godly peace. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. That means you're admonishing one another. You're not complaining to one another. Peace is the absence of negative feelings. The Apostle Paul exhorted believers that the peace of God be with them, ruling in their hearts and minds. In Romans 15, verse 32 to 33, Paul says, that I may come unto you with joy by the will of God and may with you be refreshed. Now the peace of God be with you all. There is peace when we fellowship together and we uh, exhort one another on, on to good works. There should be evidence of the peace of God uh, when we are Christians. And there should be evidence of the peace of God uh, through the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 26 and 6, 1 to 3 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, doesn't sound like agitation, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts and passions. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous 
of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Now, how to get the peace of God? First of all, through praise and worship, we enter his presence through praise and worship. And then ask him. Jesus said, knock in the door and knock and it shall be opened unto you. Seek and ye shall find. And then in John 14, 14, he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So search the word for his promises of peace to build your faith on and build your trust in Jesus. In his presence is fullness of joy. Peace will be restored when we stay in the presence of God. Pray in the spirit. We build ourselves up praying in the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible also tells us to be being filled with his spirit. He will not leave us comfortless, but he said that he would send the comforter, receive the Holy Spirit's power in your life, and keep your mind stayed on him. Guard your peace and uh, through, like, what are you listening to? Whose report are you believing? And what are you looking at? We need to put gates up before our eyes and uh, against our ears so that we focus on God and keep him before us. Our God stays bigger than the problems and circumstances around us. And I, it got me to thinking, what did Jesus do and say at the most tumultuous time of his life when his world was being rocked? Well, when I looked through John 13 through to uh, 16, those chapters, Jesus loved his disciples unto the end of his natural life on earth and beyond. And he loves us, his church. Jesus served his disciples by washing their feet. That was an act of humility and cleansing by himself. The word of God made flesh. We are to follow Jesus' example of serving others. Jesus prophesied what was to come. He spoke it into existence. Then Jesus informed his disciples of what was going to happen. He did not leave them in the dark. They knew what was going to be happening. Jesus commanded the disciples to love one another. He did not suggest it. He commanded them to love one another. And there was a purpose to that. His disciples were to believe, all, uh, were to be known for their love one towards another. Jesus comforted the disciples, telling them not to let their hearts be troubled, that they believed in God, that they needed to also believe in Jesus, the living word of God. And then Jesus gave his disciples his name. John 14, 13 through 21 says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, 
that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments or my word, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me because I live. You shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. God's word brings joy. John 15, 10 to 11 says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Joy is strength. So Jesus repeated himself many times uh, through John chapters 13 to 16 to the disciples about the importance of using his name to receive answered prayer and to receive the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, to live in them. In John 16, 33, he said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus prayed for the disciples and the church in John 17 after that. So we should keep each other held up in prayer as the body of Christ. Now, uh, in 2 Corinthians 4, 1, 17 and 18, and uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, in those verses, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church body about what to do in adverse circumstances. So you could look those up. I'm not going to read them today, but I, I wanted to give them to you. 2 Corinthians 4, 1, and then verses 17 and 18, and chapter 5, verse 7. Now, I'm going to go on to 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5, because this is what we also need to do in adverse circumstances. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not... Uh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, I wanted to give a quick testimony about this, about when things come against you. I had a friend, and uh, their uh, former boyfriend had been released from jail. 
and they were informed about it through the justice system. And uh, she found out through the word of the mouth, through the grapevine, that um, he was planning on coming back to Nova Scotia and uh, that he was looking out to get revenge on her because she had testified against him. And so she was very unsettled. She's a believer. And she asked me, she said, this is what's happening in my life. And she was in great fear over it and terrorized. And so, um, and dread that he'd make it back. And so what happened was we came into the prayer of agreement together. And I told her about uh, David, King David, how he had prayed for the spirit of confusion to come on his enemy and how uh, his enemies were smitten before his eyes. And so after I shared that with her, I said, let's pray and we'll speak confusion into his plans to thwart his plans so that he can't make it to Nova Scotia. And so anyways, uh, and she said that there was that bad thing that was happening with her. And then her car had this major uh, puddle of oil underneath the car. And she was uh, fearful because she couldn't afford to fix her car. She was very concerned. So she had put it into the garage to get it checked to see what was leaking out of her car. And so those were two things that were really concerning to her and really upsetting her. So we prayed the prayer of agreement that God would send confusion into that guy's life, that he would not be able to make it uh, to Nova Scotia, that God would just change his plan somehow, that it would not happen, and that she would be kept safe. And we prayed over the car that it would be a good report concerning that car and that it would not cost her anything, that, that it would be a quick and easy fix. And so what happened was about a week and a half later, she gave me a text message and she came out and she said her previous boyfriend had been found dead. And I said, what? <laughs> so I gave her a call to find out what happened. And she said that he had, um, uh, he had broken up with this free ride that he was uh, uh, coming to Nova Scotia with, that he, they had split up. And so he had gone out and retreated to his old ways, and he had uh, taken a bunch of drugs. And he ended up having a heart attack and died, and no one had heard from him for a couple of days. And when they went to check on him, he was found dead from the heart attack. And, and uh, so I was shocked when I heard that. I thought, wow. So there had been confusion because he had taken drugs, which gives you brain fog and you're not thinking right. And he ended up passing away. We would not have thought in our wildest dreams that that would ever happen to him. I just thought that he'd get so enamored by this new love of his that he would just decide it wasn't worth it to come back to Nova Scotia. And so concerning her car, I said, well, what happened with your car? She came out and she said, well, 
they couldn't find anything mechanically wrong with it. They figured that it was probably just from getting it undercoated that that's why all the oil was leaking underneath her car when the weather started getting warm. So anyways, praise God, you know, God can turn things around uh, in ways that we would never imagine. God did not cause that man to, uh, to have the heart attack and that, but it was his lifestyle choices that led him into that path that he opened the door to the devil so that the devil could come in and attack him in that way. Now, Philippians 4, 4 to 9 the way that we, um, we can guard our minds, because whenever I thought of her, I, I had to keep myself from getting in fear over her because I thought, oh my goodness, she's in such danger. But uh, the Bible tells us what to do to, to stave off fear. And it says uh, in Philippians 4, 4 to 9, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation, and that word moderation means appropriate, mild, gentle, and patient. Since let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the peace of God shall be with you. So stay in the peace of God and labor to enter into his rest, his, away, his abode. Make sure to keep your trust in God's word and thank him in advance for the desired end result. That's what prayer is is once you've prayed about the problem or situation that's come up in your life, thank God for the desired result that you have, that you want to see in your life. So I pray, God, that his peace and grace would be with you, and you have a great rest of the week. We love you dearly. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.